And I'm wondering right now, what does wholeness look like to you? What does it mean to be whole? This picture, um, which unfortunately does not do justice to what I saw, is a burning bush that I came across the other morning on my walk. When I was walking along and all of a sudden, the light, just the way the sunlight was reflecting on this bush, it was amazing. It was one of those take-your-breath-away moments. And in that moment, I was whole. I had such deep joy and gratitude within me. Everything was right with the world. It was like a moment of heaven. And I walked past and I thought, Oh, I'll go back and take a picture another time. And I walked a little further and thought, no, I'm not, because it's never going to look exactly the way it does right now. So I went back and I took the picture, and of course, the picture cannot show you the vibrancy that I felt that day. And if you look at the picture, it probably looks like every other burning bush you've ever seen. I mean, they're all turning red right now. It's part of the season. It's not a particularly beautiful bush. But there was something in that moment that made everything whole. If I think about wholeness, for me, it is about knowing that I am loved, that I am worthy, that I am accepted and safe. So we're going to explore that as we explore this family today. Because the dynamics in this family are quite unique. This is a 17th century um, depiction or rendering of this scripture by uh, Garrett Williams Horst. Uh, he would have been a contemporary to Rembrandt. If you have ever seen Rembrandt's Prodigal Son painting, I, I thought of that right away when I saw this. And what I'm going to do is, is sort of explore this family with you. And so we're going to take each character in their, in their own way. But this family is a family of immense dysfunction. And yet, this family is the family through which God continues to bless God's people. So let's look at some of, our, some of our players here, or our characters. Esau, in the, the character in the story, now, let me before, before I get into Esau, let me also say that this family story, we need to remember that this was not a story that was written down at the time that it was happening. This is a story that was passed down uh, verbally from generation to generation. Okay, This is about the, the people of God, the people of Israel. And we're going to find out. Eventually, Jacob's children will become the 12 tribes of Israel. 
Jacob will become Israel. Uh, his name will be changed. But there's a lot going on between now and then. Esau is the firstborn. These are fraternal twins. Esau is a manly man's man. He would have been larger and stronger, and he had a lot of body uh, hair on him, which is why he felt him. Um, his, he was out in the wild a lot, so his clothes smelled of that nature and, and the forest and all of that. In this depiction, though, the artist renders him to look like a little boy peeking around the side because there was probably a little boy within him that didn't want to hear what he heard, that didn't want to know that Jacob's trickery had won the day again. Because Jacob and Esau had already had a moment where Esau had come back from the field very hungry and Jacob had made lentil and soup and or stew and bread. And in order to eat Esau, Jacob made a deal that Esau would sell Jacob his birthright for a bowl of stew and a piece of bread. So he's already gotten the birthright. And now he's after the blessing. And then we have Rebecca. Don't ever underestimate Mama's power. Because Mama also takes care of Mama, especially in this story. Esau, by this time, had already married. And he, it says in the scripture that he and his wife are not particularly kind to Isaac and Rebekah. So if, I, if Esau indeed inherits everything like he's supposed to as the firstborn, when Isaac dies, Rebecca will have to stay with him. And that doesn't look very good for her. Whereas Jacob is her favorite. And let's just own that there is something about mamas and their babies. It doesn't matter how old they are, They'll always be the baby. There's something there. And so Re Jacob is Rebecca's favorite. He's, and we'll get into some of that. So Rebecca helps Jacob create this plan to purposefully, um, a purposefully deceitful plan to get Isaac to bless the wrong son. And we have Jacob and Isaac. So Jacob has been living, technically, because of the tradition that everything goes to the firstborn. He's living in the shadow of his brother. He's not... He's, he's not doing all these wonderful things that his brother is doing as far as providing for the family. He might have been gathering. Women were gatherers. He might have been a gatherer with his mother. Obviously, he knew how to cook. It 
There's places in the story where it tells you that Jacob tends to stay with his mother in the tent more often while Esau is out in the fields. Jacob is portrayed as more of a feminine man. And yet he's quite the trickster. He wants to make sure that he gets better than his fair share. And then we have Isaac. I hope you remember Isaac's story, Isaac's backstory. Isaac was not the first son of Abraham. Abraham Isaac is Abraham and Sarah's son, but Ishmael was the firstborn. And Sarah was jealous and sent Ishmael away so that Isaac was going to, would inherit Abraham's as birthright as the first or only son. But then we had that incident where Abraham was told to sacrifice Isaac. And it doesn't actually happen. But in the Bible, if, if, we're, if we're reading carefully, Isaac also is never named, Isaac is named as living someplace separate from both Abraham and Sarah. It's not clear that after that moment, Isaac might not even go home with Abraham. That was a defining moment in their, in their relationship. There's never a story about Abraham actually blessing Isaac. But Abraham's blessing from God was to go to the generations, which would be more than the stars in the sky. Actually, our Jewish brothers and sisters remember that part of the story. And they, they tell their own version of that every year on Yom Kippur, remembering that on that day of the sacrifice, Abraham chose his own salvation and his own ahead of his sons. He put himself ahead of his children. And now here he is at the end of his days, and he's being tricked by his own son. It's a challenging family moment. This family is in the need of healing. This family is in the need of wholeness. There's a lot of feeling of unworthiness and broken relationships. Like the leaves that we talked about in the children's moment, some were made to feel more special than others rather than equal. But the good news for us is that there was nothing in all of this family dynamics, there is nothing in all of that 
that removed God's blessing, even Jacob will be blessed. He will have to go to the river Jabbok and fight his own angel or demon, depending on how you want to read it. He will have to make peace with what he's done in his life, and he will be permanently maimed for it. But there is blessing, which means there is nothing that we can do to lose our salvation, to lose our blessing from God. But there is blessing in our woundedness if we recognize that we are all part of the whole and that through our challenges, we have wisdom to share. Rather than dividing, there is wisdom in the brokenness. This congregation is like that family. We have gone, we have seen good times and we have gone through struggles. And that wisdom is what we need to start sharing about how the love of God and the grace of and peace of Christ is beyond and bigger than any of it. We are not just surviving, we are thriving. And we need to live like that and let others know that we are here. The lights are on, the doors are open. And we are here to help others know that they are loved. Not on the outside, but on the inside. Because it is God within us that can love us when no one else can. It is God within us that offers us the peace and the grace and the acceptance that no one else can. It doesn't come from the outside. It comes from within. So can we be those disciples to take that message to the world? Remembering that all of those individual leaves are made up of that, make up that one whole tree. As we are individual pieces of the body of Christ. I want, to I want you to hear now the rest of the story. Isaac and Rebecca family story begins in chapter 25. And actually 24 is where Isaac and Rebecca meet. 25, they have the boys. And it goes through 33 until this happens. So you've got, you can read on your own those eight chapters that I kind of covered briefly in my synopsis there. But hear this from chapter 33. Oh, I didn't tell you. Esau wanted to kill Jacob after he did this. That's an important point to know uh, going into this. So now we are several chapters later. Jacob 
looked up and saw Esau coming with 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel, those are his two wives, and the two maids, and he put the maids with their children in the front, then Leah with her children and Rachel and Joseph last of all. And here's a switch. He himself went on ahead of them. Usually he follows, and Abraham followed the women. Bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near his brother. But Esau ran to him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. When Esau looked up and saw the women and children, he said, Who are these with you? And Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maids drew near, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah likewise and her children drew near and bowed down. And finally Joseph and Rachel drew near and bowed down. Esau said, what do you mean by all this company that I, I met? Jacob answered, to find favor with my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, brother. Keep what you have for yourself. And Jacob said, no, please, if I find favor with you, then accept my present from my hand. For truly to see your face is like seeing the face of God. Since you have received me with such favor, please accept my gift that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me. Because I have everything I want. So he urged him and Esau took it. Then Esau said, let us journey on our way and I will go alongside you. May we be people of reconciliation as Esau was. May it be so. Amen. Amen.